everybody this is uh wait who are we again i forgot it's too early for should me. we stop and start again no i i was that was my intro we should stop and start i don't again. want to stop and start again let's just go with it no we should just stop and you start suck again. at this game <laughs> what this is what happens when your brother's a producer in the corner <laughs> being the awkward guy uh this is pod bros we're coming at you from uh the quad city areas Prescott, Prescott Valley, Dewey Humboldt, Chino, and yeah, that's it. Yep, that's quad. That's, that's four. That's the quad. That's four. I always mess up and try and throw in Paulden in there, but we've, as we have established before, Paulden is not a city. It's just a group of people in a weird place. So, uh, nice. It's Friday, which means it's Star Wars Friday, which also means that our new trend is having a guest in the studio. Um, and so our guest this morning is not less, so we can't name the show Less Is More like we did last week. Um, uh, our guest this morning is Eric. Um, Eric's a good buddy of ours. We uh, we are involved in ministry together over at the Heights. Um, he is uh, uh, one of the leaders of the one of the Bible study, the life groups that I go to. Um, just an all around great guy. Has a uh, you have a local business, right? Yes, here in town. Yeah, local business. Um, yeah. And you guys do stone. If I'm yeah, not yeah, we're stone awesome. masons. What's your business um, called? It's Eric Duncan Stoneworks. So Eric Duncan Stoneworks, if yeah. you need stone, that's it, the guy to he, go to. And so define stone like, <clears throat> like any, masonry yeah, or like any kind of stone. No, we're stone specialists. Ooh, stone not, specialists. Not the old kind of stone specialists we used to be in high school. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, But no, we do uh, fireplace. No, bro, I'm a stone yeah. specialist. Yes. Are you a stoned specialist or a stone specialist? <laughs> Most Mostly stone both. masons are stoned specialists. <laughs> Most stoned specialists. Yes. Well, that's like, uh, uh, that's like what is it, roofers or framers? Uh, yeah, usually. Yeah, they all, yeah. It's that same, you know. The whole field. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, um, I've so, actually seen some of some of Eric's work, and it is it is top notch. Yeah. So and they really they say stuff, that so. they say that uh, in the Bible when it talks about Jesus being a carpenter, he was most likely more than just a carpenter. He was probably a stone stonemason. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because most of, almost everything back then was built out of rock. Yep. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. It's a, and very little of it was, a, was uh, the wood, the wood yeah, side of stuff. Kind it was of interior. A, it was an roof. oversimplification of the uh, inter- when they interpret it from uh, from Greek, okay, to English. It was an oversimplification of the interpretation, and most likely he was a more than a more than a um, carpenter. He was like a construction worker would mm-hmm. be a more accurate term. Yeah. Oh, okay. That that ma- that makes sense. So. Yeah, but yeah, it's a, it's a fun field. I mean, yeah, that I mean, it, it, a finished product is what 
the you, fun you get, part. You know, I used to work in construction, um, and I, I was not much of a fan of it personally. No. Um, just because of my 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 body style, I'm a larger. Um, you'd be a good slower. You'd be a good flagstone mason because you're short and close to the ground. Short and close to the ground. I've done masonry. Work. I've done some masonry work, mostly block. Yeah. Um, and I, and I've done some construction work. I think the thing that get, that gets me about construction or anything that <laughs> you work with your hands is that um, just that feeling of accomplishment. Yeah. When you're finished with a job, mm-hmm. um, just that ability to look back at the job and just go. Man, I did that, you know. Mm-hmm. I took that from nothing and made it, yeah. you know, into something, yeah. you know. Um, and uh, and like I said, I've seen some of your work, and that's and I see those pictures that you post, and it's like, dang, yeah. that's that's cool. It's, I mean, I, I I wouldn't be able to do that, particularly in yeah. that in that field. I do the leather stuff, but yeah. that's that's cool stuff. Yeah. So it's fun. Um, so it's uh, it's should we just jump into it? So we just go for it. No, we can we can let Should it build we wait a little, a little bit? bit. Let's let okay, it build we'll a little wait bit. Wait a little bit. So, uh, um, Eric's one of our movie buddies. So we go we go yeah. see movies with Eric, oh, which is also go. super fun. Well, we're not going to talk about that one just yet. We're going to start with a with a okay. different one, and uh, and we'll just leave that on the tip of everybody's tongue, um, or in the in the back. You of know their where mind. we're going? Yeah. With, oh, they do. Well, because it it is Star Wars Friday. Yeah. And that that is kind of our thing because of the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, and we've been talking about the Star Wars movie that's going to be coming out and. Uh, and how we feel about this. So I'm going to interrupt real quick. The current Star Wars franchise. I'm going to interrupt our, so. our, our train here and uh, <laughs> divert it a little bit. Because I'm, I'm looking, at my, uh, looking at my Apple News right now. And there is a story on here about stuff you can pick up from Costco. Okay. And uh, <laughs> some pretty interesting stuff you can pick up at Costco. Apparently, they sell seven-pound tubs of Nutella. Seven new. Oh, like that hazelnut, the spread? hazelnut chocolate spread. Yeah. Oh, gross. Do you like that stuff? No, I am not a fan. No, I, I know I, you like it. I do like. Oh it. Oh my gosh! I, not not no no don't don't get me wrong. Not in like a large, not in seven pound portions, <laughs> but I do like some every once in a while. And you have it with some peanut butter. Uh, nope. It's just I don't know. I, I like the way it tastes. Yeah, but but seven pounds. I mean, I guess people like it that much. So then, unless they you're also selling have, it to a restaurant, right? They're they also have uh, doomsday kits that cost six thousand dollars. Ooh, doomsday kit. Well, and and well, does is it, there a gun does included? It, in I was that? gonna say what what's in that? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't say. They also have wedding cakes that are made entirely out of cheese. Mm. Mm. That's for uh, that might be secondary. I was gonna say that might not be that bad. No, you know it's. Well, a, I just I don't know. I don't know. With, how, I don't know how I feel about that. If you had that at your wedding, you're like this wedding's pretty cheesy. <laughs> Depends on the cheese. What does that smell? Oh, we got a wedding cake made out of Limburger. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's brutal. Oh, what's wrong with this cake? Oh, we made it out of blue cheese. It's out of blue cheese. <laughs> Dear God. Uh, well, when blue cheese goes bad, it gets sweet. So. This cheese is so bad, it's gone blue. Um, wow, you totally threw my brain out with that yep. one. Oh, also, <laughs> he does so this. he does this. Okay, so he does this on a regular basis. So for uh, everybody who listens to the show, this is Nick's favorite thing in the world to do: is to take my train of thought and derail it, no. and then watch me try and figure it out. No, no, no we're still on the railroad tracks. Uh huh. We're just, I, I just crawling. At I was this point. At, no, I was out there on the, I was out there on the track, and I'm 
push the little switch over. So now we're on we're on the next we're on the track that's parallel to the track we were on. Right. Yeah. So and I'm, I'm not I'm gonna, with it. I'm gonna and work. I'm, not with it. I'm gonna work my way back around to it. So do me a favor, real quick. Flip the flip the board off, not the board board, just the just the pad itself, and then turn it back on and resync. Okay. It's not gonna mess up the recording, but I need to be able to connect, and that's how it connects on the Wi-Fi. Okay. Hold on. A Tech second. problems 101. Normally you don't hear about these on the air, but I don't really care right now because. Uh, I need to be able to change my settings, it's, and I can't. It's early. It's, you and haven't it's early. had enough coffee. And I and I actually am not drinking coffee right now. This um, this is diet Pepsi, which it's is diet just Pepsi. like all right. Diet Pepsi I just reset the 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 app. So okay. Let's see if it connects for me now. Um, so while you're doing that, there's I also have another story here. So. It turns out, and and this this statement is like a ridiculously humorous statement to me to me, because this is weird. So, well, you know you know Wakanda, right? Yes, the fictitious place uh, from, that was from the Marvel universe. Uh, yeah, the Black uh, what is it? Black Panther. Yeah, Black Panther. There, right. it's like yeah, it's somewhere in like Central Africa. Yeah, um, <laughs> Northern Central Africa, somewhere in there. You know. Um, We're still talking about a fictitious place, correct? Yeah, they okay. they have. Um, I, I watched some stuff, and it's. I I think that when they were writing about Wakanda, they wanted it to be like uh, uh, Nigeria. I was going to say Zanzibar, but no, that was yesterday. That oh, take away Zanzibar. Did we talk yesterday. about Zanzibar yesterday? Yes, the flies. See, this is what happened. Oh, right, the Zanzibarian the fly, flies. The flies. Did you hear that? Did you no, hear about that episode? No. So there were, uh, there's a, we did this whole, pe- there was a whole, Nick found this whole story about a, a group of, there was a type of fly that, what, like. They're, they're flesh-eating flies. They're flesh-eating flesh flies. Eating flies. From, Aren't from, all flies they're, No, they're New World, flies? they're new, they're specifically New World flesh-eating flies. New World. So that like would be. Like America. America. Oh, okay. No, these are, these are different than normal flies. So they're like um, Democrats. Because yeah. <laughs> because they we've make, tried to eradicate them, they keep coming back. Well, you know th- this analogy does fit because if there's any kind of wound on the on the body at all, mm-hmm. that's where they lay their maggots. Oh, so gosh, dang. So mm-hmm. yeah, pretty much okay. Democrats. <laughs> so anyway, or, or liberals in that so, in that regard. There's a wound. Let's so lay they, maggots. They figured out a way to to uh they breed flies and then they ira- and then they irradiate them mm-hmm. so they're sterile and it prevents it, it they've been they've been wiping them out all through the the entire north north american continent is actually uh free of them and they're now working into south america to get rid of mm-hmm. all the ones in south america so mm-hmm. anyway wakanda which is supposed to be you know kind of like a ethiopia type um area and actually they uh, I watched this thing where they talk about the the clothing style and the some of the some of the way that, that they were dressed and um, and a bit of their accent. Did you very... restart the app or did you turn off the pad and turn the pad back on? I restarted the app. Okay, no, I need you to turn off the pad and turn it back on. Like off, no, off. Push the button and then just it it shuts it, it disconnects it, and then turns it back on. The app doesn't do it. Okay. This is what happens when you have a, an older so. The, the board that we're using is an actual, it's a wireless board. 
so I can connect to it through the Wi-Fi mm -hmm. um, and adjust my headphones or whatever on my own. Um, and it's designed for, uh, for, for shows where you have people with in-ear monitors. The problem with this board, though, is that they're, they never got the Wi-Fi to work properly, or at least we've never been able to have the Wi-Fi work properly. And all the workarounds that I found um, when this board came out, which was 10 years ago, I think, maybe. Something like that. Um, it's it's a bit of an older board. Still digital, great board. No, um, it wasn't 10 years ago. Was it? It was maybe like eight, eight years ago. Um, all the workarounds were turn this off, turn ago. it back on, unplug it, plug it back in, and like in the sequence, mm -hmm. it's like good grief. Did it work? And so um, looks like we... So in order to, so, to fix everything, I should have done this before we started, but, you know. Anyway. Why not just do it right now? <laughs> anyway. No, it didn't work, w so forget it. Wakanda is apparently no longer a... Um, fictitious place? No. So they The government it. has removed the fictitious home of Marvel's Black Panther from its list of free trade partners. Our government. The, uh, the... Our government removed Wakanda that wasn't a real place. So my guess is either one of two things. Either one... Who are these people? Someone put Wakanda on the list. Just for fun. Just to see if anyone would notice. Right. And in that case, that's pretty funny. That is. The other thing is that, and, and this is actually something that's become a very common thing since Black Panther came out. Someone put Wakanda on the list because they thought it was a real place. Because since Black Panther has come out, there's a whole group of people that think Wakanda is real. And think that, uh, what's his name, the, the guy who plays Black Panther? Right. Mm -hmm. Is from Wakanda. <laughs> You're joking. I'm serious. That's the world we live in. It was yeah. a movie. It's not real. But they want it to be real. Oh, so let's believe in it. Good Lord. I believe so, in it. I do. I really believe in it. I have a... I have a really good friend at the Heights. Well, he used to be at the Heights, but their family's still at the Heights, and he's the guy that if you want to know anything about Israel, what's going on, timing, any of that uh -huh. stuff, he is the man. Oh, awesome. But he believes that uh, when we come into the end times because of a lot of these movies and what we're seeing, that people are going to believe that, um, oh, yeah, well, we already seen that, so it's true. You know, when they... We start seeing crazy spiritual things, yeah. well, like we already are. But. You know, I don't. I don't actually doubt that. Yeah. Um, I don't believe that. I don't doubt that at all. Yeah. Um, the the movie settings and the um, the things that have happened, and then the things that the Bible says is going to happen. Yeah. Um, I've been reading through Revelation in my daily devotional, mm -hmm. um, and it's uh, it's pretty interesting to see the uh, the certain things that. Um, <clears throat> that are said in there and i mean if you if you sit down and start reading through revelation and talk about yeah. the seals and the horsemen yeah. and you know all these things that um used to be this alluded you know like oh this is this crazy thing um you you can very easily explain a lot of that stuff in you know in like a michael bay movie yeah. or um, you know, or a, or a, a Jim a Jim Cameron movie movie. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, you know, yeah. um, uh, Avatar or something like that. Yeah. You know, just how that how, and not not Avatar in particular. So don't don't say that I'm comparing the movie Avatar to the Bible. 
um, for goodness sake, or any of these, or movies. any of these movies. But I could, I could definitely understand and see, like you know, there's certain things where it says that the moon turns to blood. Yeah, you know, um, and uh, and there are certain things in there that, you know, 2012, the whole Earth got destroyed in that movie. You know, mm-hmm. and and we live in a we live in such a an, unfortunately we live in a generation that is so disconnected with reality that um, there was a meme out for a while that said I'm going to tell people I'm going to tell my kids when I have them. Um, that 2012 was a real thing, and I lived through that, and then the Earth reset itself, you know. And it's <laughs> like, and it's like, it. We laugh at that, you know. But there's legitimately yeah. people that you could tell kids that. I mean, yeah. I know kids, you know, to 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 stick to stick on a different subject or a similar subject. I know kids that were born today that were not alive during 9/11. Um, yeah. And I I've had conversations with some of them where they're like, I'm like, yeah, this happened, and they're like, are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I remember where I was that yeah, day. Absolutely. You know, um, I think uh, we all do. Well, those of us that were alive, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, at a certain age, and and you know, I remember specifically waking up that morning and just going, "What in the world is wrong with the world?" And yeah. then hearing about the news, you know, and it was like, and I remember sitting. I mean, we we were at. I was at work. I worked at a bowl. I worked at the bowling alley mm-hmm. in Prescott Valley, and I remember. I mean, people weren't even. Like, the leagues were going, but people weren't playing. Yeah, I mean, we were at them. the alley. Everybody was looking at the TV. And it was, I mean, that's, I mean, I got to work at almost, like, 3 or 4 in the afternoon. So that's 9 o'clock their time. Yeah. I mean, the day had already finished. It was way after the fact. And we're all, I mean, glued to this set. Just yeah. like, can you believe this is happening right now, you know? And, and yeah. uh and so, um, and and our, our entire family had actually literally, what, just been there on 9-11? Nick, we had just been there, what, a couple March. months in March that year. You know, it was like, and we were going to go to the World Trade Center. Um, we didn't end up going, mm-hmm. uh, but we, you know, we missed out on that opportunity. Yeah. So, but, um, you know, unfortunately, yeah. that's the world we live in, and, and they, see a, they see a movie and they believe it, you know, like this can happen. And, and I, I guess I understand that aspect, you know, because there are some, there are parts of life that are rough, right? There are parts of life that are hard. Um, you know, uh, we, we as humans, we try and fill things, we try and fill up our lives with certain things, and, and inevitably we do a horrible bang-up job of it. And end up screwing ourselves up, yeah. you know, uh, which is part of the ministry that, that Eric and I are part of, um, is the recovery mi- ministry, which is Elements, which we just did last night. Um, it's good. Too. Um, which oh, was, man. it was good. Was we, we were, uh, we were in a different place than we normally are, yeah. which was, uh, unique. Um, but, uh, yeah, we had a, we had a packed house and yeah, boy, it was just. It was just the good spirit in there. It and, was and a good spirit. People heard about Jesus, and yeah, it was people got you know, to eat crickets, and people got to eat crickets because <laughs> the leader that we have is a sadist and loves to um, do horrible. No, it was actually really funny to watch that. Uh, what was it? Smokestack. Smokestack. Smokestack yeah. ate um, an entire eleven crickets. I mean, just he, yeah, well, made twenty bucks out of it, but. Remember, everybody else had their mouth on those Every, crickets. Everybody too. else had yeah, and had Ooh. to spit them. Oh, so gross. Ooh. The uh, the mix and match on that is just a little mm. yeah, but you know and that's and that's so we see that in the world is we see this you know there's dark and there's uh, there's all this you know people are just they are they're broken yeah. and they're trying to find Absolutely. these things and so on the movie side you know people find escape in the movies you know yeah. I mean when I originally started going to the movies it was um, for me uh, there were you know that that was that was my escape it yeah. was uh, it was. Yeah. Uh, 
You know, I didn't particularly like certain aspects of my life, and I didn't have to face them for that two hours. Um, and I created a thing in myself where I, I like certain types of movies, and, and I get, I, you know, I'm a sci-fi guy, so, um, and I can thank my dad for that one. He got me hooked on sci-fi. But, uh, um, you know, and it just, that that's the escape, and the, and the danger there, just like the danger is with drugs and alcohol or anything else that is an addiction, um, is that you... You end up in a in a place where you um, where you're you're running away from reality, yeah. and you want to live only in that place. Yeah. Um, there was a there was a time in my life when I was going to three or four or five movies a day wow. at the movie theater by myself. I mean, how three sad! Or four? How how sad is that? I at one point I saw every movie that was in the theaters in theaters. Yeah, and I would spend like a weekend. And just do all Saturday, wow. all fr- you know, all Sunday, and mm-hmm. and uh, you, I mean, I'll, I'll it, catch one or two a week usually. It, well, it'll rot your brain out if you do yeah. that. I mean, I, I, I do too. Same yeah. one, one or two one or a week two, over at the yeah. theater and and enjoy myself. I go by myself a lot. I go by myself yeah. too. People, um, are, actually, like, I don't go by crazy. myself very much anymore. I got Nick yeah. that goes with me, which is well, nice. I, I don't go very much though. Nick doesn't go very much. No. I do go more than he does. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of yeah. like a you know, it's that thing. But for me, it's not so much an escape anymore as no. it just an, an entertainment. I just want to see, yeah. want to see what they're you know, what is the dribble that they're throwing out today? You know, <laughs> depending on what it is, um, or if it's something that has just like really piqued my interest. Yeah. So what? that being said, you know, we you know, um, Black Panther, and there's a whole group of people that think that this movie is real. We watched Jumanji earlier this week. That was. Um, yeah. And uh, I could see how people would maybe believe that that was reality of some kind, but boy, that was a good movie. Did you enjoy Jumanji? I did. I did. Yeah. I. Uh, well, you saw the first one. Yeah. Did you see it in theaters? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. Um. And uh, and I'm. I mean, obviously, I, I love the, the original. Well, I love the original yeah. too. You you can't beat no. You can't beat Robin Williams and no. his uh, and his slapstick. No. He you was... know. Um, hats off to that guy, Miss yeah. Miss Robin Williams, yeah. but. Uh, um, but this, I think they've done well. I so think far they've done it justice with personally. all with all these movies. Yeah, and 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 the the thing is, is that with with Jumanji, is that that is honestly that is most people who have played video games, that is something you think about. Mm-hmm. What if you were in the game? How would how would we be able to respond in the game? You know what you know what if you were actually living the game type thing. And I think that's the reason why games like What uh, if I was doing the Rock Johnson? I think this is I think this is the reason. Well, yeah. (laughs) Could you imagine could you imagine a live action of some kind where you were in Grand Theft Auto? Oh my gosh. I mean that would just be brutal. I think I think this is the reason why like Ready Player One is so popular. So it's a great movie. Did you see Ready Player One? No, I didn't. Oh my gosh. It's the whole idea of of being able to go into the universe you're in. I have it, and we'll watch it in our private theater. How about okay. that? Okay. Because Josh, for that. that movie is fantastic. Um, and I, I don't know. I just I think I think that whole idea of being able to get into the story. Well, it's because the world is taking, like I said, it's taking a little bit further of a leap into immersion. You know, instead of wanting people don't want to sit in a theater anymore and watch it on the screen. People want to kind of experience it, yeah. and and. You know, we have an entire generation now that is, um, you know, g- gaming, uh, esports are a yeah. massive thing. You know, it's huge. Yeah, um, yeah with uh, with Connect and uh, yeah, I mean, you're you're moving uh, and you're doing stuff and what's the other one? Uh, Wii, the Wii. Wii you know, you yeah. got Wii Sports and you've got all that stuff yeah. and then 
you know, these people that play uh, that play video games on I've a regular basis. I've heard the Kinect is better, though. I, well, the Kinect, you don't have a controller. It's just you. Exactly. Um, and it... And it does a from what I've gathered, it does a pretty darn good job. I from have what one. I've from what I've done. Oh, uh, that's had, right. We've done a we've, good job. We almost tore the house down the last time. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> we were playing Star Wars. You got... we were we were running around as uh, as Rancors. Yeah, destroying the city. It so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I have I, a, say, I have a video. Yeah, I have actually video. a picture of this video. Uh, Nick and our brother Vince in the living room. We moved everything around in the living room. And they are standing, jumping, and ra- and moving their arms. And stomping around. And yeah, stomping you to, around because you have to, you have to, to act around. like a rancor. Yeah. And so they're stomping in the living room, and I have it from the other room. It just, I mean, if you don't, you can't see what they're doing. It yeah. just looks like they're just <laughs> dinking around in the living room. It's, the, it's so uh, funny. I mean, honestly, if, if, uh, if, uh, if I had a spot that I could set that up in my house where I had enough room to do it all the time, I probably yeah. would, and probably lose weight. Would. And I, yeah, I, well, that's how people lose I, weight. Because we, did, I, I played it with them, and yeah. at the end of that, I mean, we, you, you, we played you, for what a half hour, and it was, I was an hour. Exhausted. It was an hour, but it was. I, I mean, played for a half hour because I couldn't. <laughs> my, my fat butt was dead after a half. Okay, but I mean, you're you're sweating, and and it's a you know it's a really good workout. Yeah, because you're you're working your body. You know, you're working yeah. different parts of your body because you're yeah. having to stop around and jump. And you're moving your arms and legs around and stuff. And when you're a bigger guy, any of that is a workout because you're you got all this extra weight on you. Waking up and rolling out of bed in the morning is a workout for me. Not enough though. It's not enough. I need <laughs> to do. You know what? I think I need to do that more often. I'm going back to bed. Mm. Oh, <laughs> right. There you, See? Go. there you go. Like you like what I did there? Mm. Put that together. <laughs> you called me fatty. <laughs> what? You called me fatty on the air. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, dear goodness. I have witnesses today. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about it. Should so, we talk about it? Or let's talk we about, talk about it. something else for three minutes. And we could talk about, about the first. Could I start re- trying to read the night before Christmas again? <laughs> no, I mean I could talk about the weather. <laughs> oh, we haven't done the weather yet because it is Christmas time, so, and the weather. Oh, yeah. You know, dude, it was Christmas cold. Time. This morning. It was it cold. Was ridiculous. Well, it was cold last night. Yeah. I mean, we got out of the movie, what, 11 o'clock? It was yeah. later than that. 11 30. And it was like, yeah. We went outside, and I had a couple of friends in the theater with us. And uh, and uh, they were, we were yelling back and forth as we were walking down the hallway. And they opened the door, and the door closed at the end of the hallway. And when we got out the door, they were gone. And, uh, and I look around and I see them sitting in their car, smiling and waving at me because they closed the door and went, took off running. <laughs> and so I walked over to talk to them and I'm standing outside. We're just chatting and I'm just like, In the middle wow. of the road. In the middle. Well, you know, if you're going to talk to somebody in a car, talk to them in the middle of the road. You know, why not? Yeah. Um, especially people that had just gotten out of a movie, don't know how to drive. That was too funny. Okay. Sorry. Uh, you want to do the weather or did sure. we pass that point? Are we, no. at the, are we at the bottom of the hour no. yet? No, we're not. Your mom's at the bottom of the hour. So, Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Well, all right then. <laughs> I love her very much. She's my mom too. But, so, uh, but right now she's your mom. It's 25 <laughs> degrees outside right now. Oh, that is chilly. If you're working outside, bundle up. Yeah. The uh, the wind the wind speed is nine miles an hour right now, and when the wind is blowing, it feels like 18. Oh, good lord. Yes. You working? A, you are you? I'm you got inside a job today. today oh, you're inside the today. Lord. Awesome. Um, sixty-eight percent humidity. 
and that was definitely all Ooh. over my window this morning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah nice and nice and frozen. Did you have frost this morning? Yeah, yeah, there was enough frost that I could actually scrape my window instead of you know, it won't come off. Getting really close and breathing on it. Yeah. <gasps> so no 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 not that. It's it's when it, it what's when it freezes in splotchy sections and you can't actually like get like a solid scrape on. Oh, it. it's yeah. yeah. You miss it, miss it all the way down. So today, it's supposed to be pretty sunny, but this evening it's supposed to start clouding up. Yeah. And then it's supposed to get more and more cloudy until Tuesday, when it's gonna snow. Is Tuesday the big hoorah. Uh no. Well, apparently it, we're supposed to get snow Tuesday. Monday and have a white Monday Christmas. it's supposed to start raining. Okay. Um, and then it's going to start snowing. And the snow is supposed to continue all the way through Wednesday, all the way into Thursday. Wow. Right now, they're still predicting snow on Thursday, all the way through Christmas. Um, so. <clears throat> well, that's awesome. It's going to be awesome. The, uh, you know, the temperature out there, be careful. Looks like the temperature is going to stay between, uh. Uh, the fifth, the, the low fifties and the high, th- and the, sorry, the low fifties and the low thirties is where it's going to stay. Low fifties and low thirties. So it's going to stay within that twenty degree range. Yeah. Awesome. Um, all the way through, and then when it starts snowing, it's going to drop. The high will be forty one on Tuesday. Forty one. So. Yeah. So we welcome, might get a we might get a wet Christmas. Welcome forty one, which would be pretty cool. So. Um. Yeah. That that would actually be really good. That would so, be snow sports, donuts, and parking lots. That for us, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I don't have time to go snowboarding anymore. Well, there's, yeah. you have to go a good distance to get to anywhere where you can really do snowboarding or anything. Uh, you know, Flagstaff's not that far away. It's about an hour away. Yeah, it's about an hour. But still, it's an hour away. Yeah. True. True. Um, I mean, you could go into Prescott Valley and go to the amphitheater and go sledding, which is fun. I don't know if you've ever done that. I have not done. It's that. It's pretty awesome. The, by the uh, by the stage, the amphitheater. I don't know where that is. At the park, Mountain View Park in Mountain Valley. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh! Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. I get it now. Yep. Yeah. T- typically, what what I did when I when I went sledding there a couple times is you go, you bring a shovel with you, and you build like a little snow ramp, because there's those layers of park of uh, sidewalks that go around there. Yeah. And you build a little snow ramp over the sidewalk so you don't hit the sidewalk and damage your sled. Oh, that's brilliant. So, anyway, it's the bottom of the hour. Uh, welcome again. Uh, this is the bottom of the hour. We are Pod Bros, a production, production of, of Sound, Sound Bros, Bros Productions. 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 Um, <laughs> we forgot to say that this morning. Uh, we're on Twitter. Uh, Twitter. We're not on Twitter. We're not on Twitter. Uh, we're should on you Spot- be on Twitter? Spotify. No, I don't want to be on Twitter. <laughs> Maybe we should be on Twitter. Everybody talks about we're on iTunes, all the media stuff, Facebook, Facebook, Spotify, Go- Spotify, Google, Google Play, Play, YouTube, YouTube, Podbean, and Podbean, which is where we all started. Of above. All of the above, yes. Yeah. Um, and we are going to be uh, we are going to be doing a live show, uh, probably starting around Ooh. after the first of the year. Um, this show will become a, a normal everyday live show. Um, and we're going to be doing that in the afternoons around 4.30, 4.30, 5 o'clock-ish, right? Is, the, is that the idea of the plan? So are you going to do two that? shows or just No, we're just going to do the one. and then So basically that's what this show was supposed to yeah. start off what I, was the live show. Um, 
But the nice part about having it not be a live show is that um, we can record it anytime and I yeah. can upload it anytime. Like we could record this this morning uh-huh. um, and then I can just set it to upload at like four o'clock yeah. if I want to. Um, we, we've been uploading immediately as soon as we're done with it. Yeah. Just kind of throwing it out in the air. So that's I'm we're we're debating right now on whether or not we're going to do one live show or every day a live show. Um, And so I'm thinking we might just do maybe one live show a week and make it something special, and then record the rest of the time. There you go. Um, And uh, and do that. So who knows? Anyway, it'll be something. Now we can talk about it. Now we can talk about it. So we went and saw Star Wars last night, the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, the rise of so, Skywalker. The rise of Skywalker. Um, and uh, I'm I'm going to say this before we start: we're not going to spoil the movie for you. So if you if you are planning on going to My see the movie, little. well, if you're planning on <laughs> going to see the movie, we're not going to ruin any of the like yeah, it's... plot of the. You know what? Maybe we should just ruin it. And I don't know. I don't know. How should we go about this? No idea. Because it is the very first weekend, and we saw it the very first opening night, so yeah. it's kind of like... I'm surprised there wasn't more people there. I'm not. Okay. I'm yeah. not, because there were... I know that there were earlier in the day, because um, we had some other friends that went, yeah. um, and they actually got bumped an hour. They got bumped oh. from one to another okay. showing, and so I know that there was a good chunk of people there. Yeah. But at least in the evening shows, um, I don't know if... We, okay, so... You know what? If it spoils, it spoils. Spoiler alert, whatever. Um, it may happen, it may not. Um, I, I personally, uh, there were a couple of things that kind of got my attention. Normally when you go to a movie and it's a big anticipated movie like this, yeah. um, at the end of the movie, when everybody's seen the movie and they're yes. happy, they applause. Exactly. There was no applause not last one. night. Um, as a matter of fact, there was the opposite of There applause. was a decent amount of grumbling going yeah, on. Yeah, there, there really was. There um, sure was. I heard some folks just kind of mumbling about themselves, and there was there was a, the start of the mockery had started, and that wasn't even coming from me. <laughs> <It was just laughs> I, I think so, I saw some people walk out in the middle of the movie. Really? Mm-hmm. That wouldn't surprise me. I wasn't I wasn't a hundred percent sure, but I I thought I saw a, a guy and a and a girl go leave together. I have I have yet to see a movie that put me to that point. Where I yeah. would walk out and and then go get my money back. Can I? Can I be mainly honest? because I want to go all the way through? Can and I? I yeah. want to be able to. Can I be honest with you? Huh. There was multiple times during this movie I almost got up and left. Really? Yep. All right. Well, I you, I you called out a lot of things in this movie. I called out almost everything. As a matter of fact, um, I'm just going to ruin it. We were going. We were going. <laughs> no, Nick, no, Nick I'm just and gonna, I were going back and forth. I'm just going to ruin it on uh, what it, was next. It, what in was episode next, seven, I'm just going to ruin it. In episode seven, when I first saw Ray use her lightsaber, yeah, I said she's Palpatine something, and she is right. And right. I just want to say that I called it. Yeah, yeah. We've been discussing this since the since the first so, of this new iteration. You know what they need to do. They just need to. They just need to make them an offshoot. You know and, what I am upset and, about, though, and not call them Star Wars, and not call them the continuation you, you of know the story, they, because they're not. You know what they really needed to do? They really needed to have her use Palpatine's lightsaber style fully in this movie. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. They didn't. That was that was one of the things that was so frustrating about all of these movies, was that being someone who's who's a who's a big Star Wars fan, 
and being someone who has taken the time to research what the what the lightsaber fighting styles are, right, and what they're based on. They're actually based all almost all of them are based on actual sword fighting styles. Okay. In in real life, that was that was one of George Lucas's big things was that. Well, and they they are uh, they are samurai styles actually. They're not all of them. Uh, a couple of the main ones. are. A couple of the main ones are, but because uh, that's where the original story for Star Wars came from. A good, yeah, they were was yeah, the, the samurai. Was the Forbidden Fortress? I think it is. Mm-hmm. Is the name of the movie yeah. from uh, from the Orient? We'll have we'll have we'll have Matt on the show. Oh yes, definitely, and he'll talk about it because he knows all about the the origins of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and but I know nothing. But yeah, that's right. You saw the movie. Though, I so did. I've seen them all, have but these, I know You nothing. have these sword fighting <laughs> styles that are, you know, styles that you would use with like a katana type sword or a katana itself. Right. Um, you have all these different sort, you know, broadsword fighting styles, um, fencing fighting styles. You have all this different fighting techniques that uh-huh. they used. And when you watch the movies, it's like, what fighting style are they using? Interesting. Um, and, uh, in, in this movie in particular, they, they used a, a, a fighting style that if you've ever seen, uh, or if you've ever played, uh, um, the force unleashed, the force unleashed star killer, star killer uses this unique, it's supposed to be a unique Sith fighting style and both actually all of this, all of the sword play uses a little bit of it in the movie, in the movie. Yeah. And, you know, I... It's I, where you grab the... It, it's that where they grab the blade and the blade goes down the arm. Yeah. Or backwards. Yeah. It's basically And backwards. that's actually... I think that is actually based on a... A South Pacific uh, pole fighting style. Not an actual sword fighting style. The uh, the short the short pole. Yeah, it's the short yeah. pole mm-hmm. that they use that they carry... That they hold backwards. There's two of them. And, and one, it's all... One yeah, hand. one yeah. in each hand. Mm-hmm. And it's all offensive. The entire yeah. the entire fighting style is offensive, and uh, these guys are pretty deadly with them when they, it, you know, master at using these sticks. Yeah, blunt blunt object, and he can kill you with it. Yeah, they're they're it's pretty intense. So I mean, I I don't know I. You, so well, we know how, and our fans know how Nick and I feel about the Star Wars. Mm-hmm. How did you enjoy it, or or did you enjoy it, or what I, did you think of it? I always rate a movie if I would pay to see it again. That after a, seeing it, that is a valid that, that, that is, is a and, valid way to do it. Um, I would struggle with paying to see this movie again. Okay. Yeah, that's valid. Yeah, I'm I mean, supposed I'm, not I'm supposed to again. see it on Christmas with my brother, and that's their thing. They want to go see it. They want to go so see I'm it. I'm gonna be. I might be kicking and screaming the whole way there. I'll meet you guys there. I'm going to go see another movie at the same yes. time. <laughs> yes. I'll um, sit behind them and sneak out yeah, and go yeah. watch a different movie. There you go. What time are you guys I'll watch Jumanji again. There you go. No. Um, I think <clears throat> I think the five-ish. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, uh, well, speaking of Jumanji, we actually kind of started talking about it. Yeah. Um, what did you like about Jumanji? I mean, compare the two. Compare the two. Um, oh man, where do you even start with that? I, it, there was comedy. There was uh, just a, a a good plot. I mean, the, 
the inside humor. You know? In Jumanji? Yeah. You know, that. so that's something. So, um, you know, with the Star Wars universe, you've got... Actually, um, not just... Can I, can I interject? Because I know where you're going with this. And I someone, someone said something about this to me a while back about J.J. Abrams' style. Uh, I'm not a yeah, okay, and so I want to. I want to kind of talk. I thought he was he who should not be named. No, we're going to talk about him, guys. Uh, so, mm. so one of the things about all of these Star Wars movies, and actually the Star Trek movies too, mm-hmm. is that um, in the original six movies, and in a lot of the old Star Trek movies, and actually all of the older Star Trek movies, and most of the TV shows, there's a certain level of what you would call campiness. It's not where I was going, but yeah. Um, and but to be clear, it's not a forced campiness. It's not like a let's make this movie campy. It's just no the campiness that comes. It comes from the over the top outreach for the sci fi. Well, it's it's more than that, especially with Star Trek. Star Trek, when 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 people make jokes about Star Trek and how kind of crazy it ridiculous it is is because all of the actors are broadway actors right so they're bringing there there's an aspect of everybody always mocks uh william shatner right because of how he because of how he inflects and he puts the the pauses that's all stage it's all stage acting and it's Um, something it's something i realized because when and i'm gonna divert here to star trek a little bit but when the first star trek movie came out that jj abrams made it's how bad the star wars movie is we're not even talking about it we're talking about so star trek 11 there was an interview with a bunch with a couple of the actors. Um, I think it was specifically the chick who played Ahura. Uh huh. And and they were they were talking about how it was like this lame movie that they were making. It was like, why did I sign up for this stupid movie? You know, it was it was it was okay, I guess. It wasn't really that cool. And then they saw the preview, and they were like, wow, this movie looks really cool. After seeing the preview, that was not at all like what it was when we were filming. And I realized something. I was thinking back on that. I was like, you know what? That is the difference between TV show and movie actors and stage actors. State, And you can see it when you watch the movie. It's one of the things, because I went back and watched it again after thinking about this. And it was like, this is what I don't like about this movie. It's fake. They don't believe, you know, mm-hmm. what is it that makes a fan say that's real? The actors believe yeah. what they're the doing. The actors yes. Yeah. Are making you believe mm. I'm on a spaceship out in space. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The actions that I do, the actions that I am doing, if I do the wrong thing, I get blown out in space and die. Right. So there's a certain way you do it. And so there's a certain way you do it, and there's a certain thing you do, and you're just not this crazy gung ho space cowboy. Well, and you get that from stage actors because they have to make you believe that you're. What you're watching on stage is reality. With nothing. With nothing. And so have, when they're acting... They don't have all the CGI and they don't have all the extra. Yeah. And, and so when, when you see them acting in in the, in the bridge, and a, a lot of Star Trek, they do have the, a bridge. The, a bridge and the props, but a lot of what's on the screen is fake. It's not there. Right. They're, they're talking... They're delivering lines to a blank screen, right? Right. Well, yeah, the blank screen that is the, the communicator. Right, or they're on this, you know, with some of the newer stuff. They're on this planet somewhere doing something, and they're not. They're on green screen. Yeah, and yeah, you have to imagine what you're seeing while you're and acting. react to it appropriately. 
I I think the most amazing in that regard is is any of the CGI where they're um, where they're having a conversation with a character, right? There's a main character in the movie. You're acting with this character, yeah. and this character doesn't exist. And in some cases, it's not even a person in a in a in, in a, a point suit. Yeah, standing suit. It's just a nothing. It's yeah. just a. It's just, it's a, just a, a, a head on a, a stick. Point. Yeah, they or have, a point on a stick. Have you seen yeah, any of those yeah. pictures? Where they're like, look at the point and talk yeah. to the point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that's that's what my point is: is that it's that, almost like a cartoon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That, that over the top dramatic epicness was missing. Yeah, and and that, I think that I think, makes a lot of sense. I think to one me of the now. things in Why? Star Wars that made Star Wars so cool was the amount of non-human characters well non-human characters and the universe that was created i mean that the idea so in star like to compare the two of what you're talking about right in star trek you have um you have this you have the you have the universe the star trek universe but it's centered around humanity and humanity leaving earth and starting at Earth, mm-hmm. in the Star Wars universe, there is no Earth, right? There is no um, Milky Way galaxy. There is no Milky Way galaxy. galaxy. It's its own galaxy, and there aren't humans are a are a side note. No, they're no, they're not a side note. Uh, at least in the original, in the in the Legends of the Force, the humans are not a side note. Well, I mean, they're they're a, they are a they're a they're a species, but they're not. They're not the species, no, is what no, I'm no, saying. No, 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 they are the species. They're really not. If you read through some of the older books, some of the older books from the from like the old Republic and stuff like that, humans are everywhere. There are humans on all different, all sorts of different planets. Um, and I understand what you're saying, and I get, I get where you can, where you can feel that way. And I think that's actually what we're talking about right now. Is that you watch Star Wars and you're like, humans are not. Like there's a whole bunch of other species that are just well, as powerful well, well, or more me, powerful. Let me, well, let me put it this way: in but, Star Trek, you have humans, and then you have in in the realm of the story, mm-hmm. right? Uh, let's say the bridge of the Enterprise. How many humans, and how many other aliens? Right, one, usually. In, in the original, you had one. Right, and right. That's, it was all humans yeah. and a Vulcan who. Was human-ish, and and, and, I, and was part human. And I'm gonna, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into the a bit of the expanded universe here in Star Trek, right? Because because you could very easily make the same argument for Star War for Star Wars. No, and so then um, Star- episode six when they're having the briefing, how many other aliens are in the room with all the humans? Okay, that's valid. That's valid. So okay, yeah, you're I'm right. Just, you're right. But when you go into the expanded universe of Star Trek specifically, you understand that the reason why. It was an entirely human crew on the ship, and just one Vulcan. Is that that's how, that's how Starfleet operated? Was they would have an entire crew of humans and an entire crew of Andorians, right? Prior crew of Vulcans, right? It was that it was specific crew, crew to the, crew worked, the planet. Crew worked yeah. together. A, a species worked together on the ship, and it right. wasn't until later on, until like you have Next Generation and DS Nine and Voyager, that you have a mixed crew, right? Which which was logistically, you know, and in, in the lore of all of this, you, you know, you have to, the logistics of having a doctor that could take care of all of the other members right, of the Right, and that's the and, other thing is that, and they even joke about that in the original series, uh, Dr. McCoy makes a joke about having to change his entire instrument setup 
to do Spock's physical. Right, right. Because he's an alien. He's an alien. He's not a but human. I, what what we're what you're saying is that what we're talking about is that the universe is populated with this epic array of characters quantity of, of and uh, and at least in characters. this movie in particular and the last movie i felt like the aliens were just kind of like a side note well what so so uh, adding into that and going back to what you were originally talking about about the campiness the problem that i had that we had with the original um new star star wars episode seven was that they tried to force the campiness right and they still um, tried and to force they still tried and to this one force it was like was, was over the if top there was a dial it from was at one 10. to like no from one to a hundred yeah <laughs> they had it at like 95 yeah that scene when they are fixing the ship yeah he's like i'm a stormtrooper i'm a stormtrooper too and they're like oh my gosh let's talk to each other about it <laughs> seriously it was like what you well, uh, am and, I watching? And, and the, if anybody knows it, Nick, that one to a hundred, that yeah, up yeah, on that, the that's near, huge. that's that's, that's a huge. Because normally on a scale, six, oh yeah, we're at yeah, six. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, I was expecting. Well, no, I, I gotta tell scene, this. Honestly, I, I gotta, in that scene, I expected them to like make not, out. No, not to sit, not to climb up and like sit on, <laughs> like sit on either side of the hole and talk to each other. You know, the, he literally the, crawled out of the hole. No, 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 sat down no, 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 was like, no. He did oh, not. Tell me about you. He did not trooper. crawl out of the hole. He, he hopped out of he, the hole. That is right. He hopped out of the hole. <laughs> no, I was expecting them to like climb out of the hole and like put their hands in there, <laughs> put their head in their hands, and like start put their feet other, up. Start chewing. Oh each my gosh! Hair. Let's do each other's hair. <laughs> this. Oh my god! You were a stormtrooper too. Oh no! <laughs> it was like I gotta paint this picture for everybody though. So we're sitting in the theater, and the seats that we normally sit in are the uh, the set of seats that are just in front of the bar. They're the handicapped. They're seats. the handicapped seats. Yes. They are the best seats in the house. Um, you know, I have considered. I have considered wheeling myself in, in a wheelchair just to get those seats at a at a big movie. No, I'm joking. I wouldn't do that. Um, but we're sitting in their chair, and that scene comes up, and Nick and I are, we're already at the point in this movie where I I was hating my life. I was hating the movie, um, and I look over at Nick, and he goes, puts his hands together, gets all like snuggly, and then leans over to me and goes, "Let's talk." besties besties instant besties in the middle of the movie and i'm like i look over at eric and i'm like i don't know if you see the did you see that i did oh my gosh oh it was so funny um and then uh i just ever i don't know it for me for me with this movie it was as as a as a star wars fan um and as an original star wars fan right so mm-hmm. the original 3 trilogy mm-hmm. 4 5 and 6 and then the original prequels 1 2 and 3 mm-hmm. um which everybody hated 1 2 and 3 no no not um, everybody hated i loved just, 1 2 and just 3 just loud obnoxious people hated 1 2 and right. 3 um i i thought they were great they did a a great job of continuing the story um and but however i mean let me let me let me throw this in there actually if you the, in in the original movies there was that campiness and it was the natural campy but there was a forced part of campy in those original movies and that was the in what that was in the original in the in the prequel th- one, two, and three uh phantom menace in, clone in, wars and revenge of the sith okay it was not anything other than hayden christensen's horrible act, acting acting 
Yeah, but that wasn't. And he Actually, was, was, the, was he was the horrible forced campy Beca- and, and in he, the movie. And he does say he has said multiple times in interviews that he was told to act that way, which is where they were trying to force it. And that per, for me in those originals, that's one of the few things that I didn't like about them. Honestly, was when his I, character when I saw the interview with him where he pretty much said, "This is what they told me to do. This is how they told me to act." It was like, this all makes sense. But the thing that, that nailed it for me, because I loved 1, 2, and 3. Absolutely loved them. They were great movies. Nick also likes Jar Jar Binks. I do like Jar Jar Binks. So, but he's in, here's, he's here's in a thing. group by himself. Here's that, the thing. I'm not in a group by myself. <laughs> you are. I'm in a group with George Lucas. He's in Lucas. a small group. Boom. Small group. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a group with George Lucas. I don't need to be in a group with anyone else. He likes Jar Jar Binks. He's his favorite he likes character. He, that was the character he wrote. It's his favorite character. So that would have made this movie fantastic. I think that would have made this movie fantastic. That would have redeemed if the whole Palpatine movie. If Palpatine was actually Jar Jar Binks, or uh, if Jar Jar Binks was actually Darth Plagueis, like we all think he is. No, I think he or is. Was. I still think he is. I think he is. Do you know the lore behind that? No. Well, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, well, hold we'll on go there hold in a moment. A there is a video on YouTube where George Lucas talks about um, Star Wars Episode 4, 5, and 6, and 1, 2, and 3. Right. And he talks about how they're connected to each other. And it is probably one of the most epic videos I've ever seen on YouTube. We're going to have um, to watch that. It. Um, I don't know. Have you ever seen a movie where you're like a, you're like a hardcore fan of something, and you see a video and it like... Moves you, yeah, like the like the uh, Top Gun oh, trailer. Gosh, you guys like, yeah, it. Oh. instant. Oh yeah, where it, it brings inst- you back. You're just like you're just like you're 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 seeing it. You're you're remembering the movie for the mm-hmm. first time. You're remembering how that that epic feeling you had when you watch <clears> this video. When you when you love Star Wars the way that we love Star Wars. When you watch this video, it's like. You are reminded of the moment you saw that for the first time. Yeah. The epic, the epicness of the moment, and he talks about how how they're connected to each other and how he specifically made one, two, and three um, connected to four, five, and six. And when I watch seven, eight, and nine, I feel like they tried to do that, but all they did was just retell the story again. Well, and I mean. That literally, and so that that was what I was going to say next is that you know here we are, um, the the in seven, it was like the retelling of four, five, and six over, mm-hmm. and it and it and and then they made these new you know they added these new characters in and 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 changed you know they threw out the legends of the force and went their own direction and and it was kind of like a slap in the face. Then you had episode eight, which was another slap in the face because here we were expecting in seven this epic, powerful Luke Skywalker, yeah. and we got less than a minute of FaceTime with him. Yeah, and he didn't even say anything; he just looked at the screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then in in eight, you've got you know, all right, so we didn't get that in seven, so now we've seen him. Now he's going to be this epic character in eight, yeah. and he's this hamstrung. Um, whiny baby on the other side of the universe um hiding hiding who projects himself at the very last um which by the way was stolen from the legends of the force well all the um, kylo ren is all, jason from Ky- Star yeah kylo ren is and, a complete and, character from legends and of the after force this with a movie name. and after this movie let's be clear ray is jaina oh without question 
Yeah, they're the dyad in the force. Yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah. It's strong air quotes. And so then now, here we are watching this movie where J.J. Uh, Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy came out and said, we're going to fix it because there was such an uproar after eight. Yeah. Um, which there was an uproar after seven. They just weren't listening. Um, at least that's my, I, I, everything I've read is, I mean, people despised it. Um, well, who made all this money? Of course it made all this money. It was 25 years after the fact. Ten years. Ten years after the fact. You know, we discussed that already. You know, where uh, where they're going to, of course, make money. I mean, we went and saw the movie last night. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. they're going to make the money on it. Yeah. Um, the money doesn't mean that it was a good movie. No. Um, and so then here we are sitting last night, and as a <clears throat> as a as a Star Wars fan who who has read um, a good portion, pretty close to all of the Legends books, or at least heard the, the audio original, the audio version, the original, the story. original. It's the it's the original canon, the original canon before the takeover in in two thousand eleven, um, with all of these stories and these flushed out characters and everything. And then to sit and watch this movie was literally like being slapped in the face. Um, uh, we we likened it on the way home to just being painful. It was just pain. The whole thing, from beginning to end, was yeah. just pain. Um, and then and then to have the things happen that happened in it, we're at the point now where we've already ruined the movie enough. Um, I don't think we've actually ruined the movie no. enough. I don't. I don't just think two we have. Parts. There's, there's two little parts. I think I there's think a couple of parts. We've that... kind of made a few mentions at stuff. Yeah. yeah, that are I, I personally I don't think were huge plot twists. No, no, not at all. No. Not at all. Um, as a matter of fact, I don't think any of it was a plot twist. Honestly, well, and that's the way... that's what I'm saying is that literally this this movie was the retelling again of four, five, of four, and five, and six. Only this time they added in um, elements, more elements from. Uh, from the quote-unquote legends of the Force, um, the you know the Mount Tantus base and and all these different and things, the, and they did them um, half. The, the, okay, the I mean, way like they the way you half, describe it, the way it, you know, it, no, it's, it's like, more than half it, Luke. The way I describe it is, imagine that J.J. Abrams is like a five-year-old kid, and he's seen Star Wars for the first time, and he is now telling you. About Star Wars. <laughs> we did this in the car last night, and I was in tears. And then he shoots him with the lightning, and it's like crazy, and then all the guys show up, and they destroy stuff, and then all these people over here, and it's like... Okay, JJ. Okay. Okay. okay it was but, a good movie, huh, buddy? We, we, yes, we I saw the you. movie too, JJ. Go ahead and sit down, okay? The big kids are talking now. All right. Can I tell you more of the story later? Okay, JJ, go sit down. Yeah. That was literally what this was for me. That Well, that's what 7 that's, was. That's what 7 was. That's actually what... 8 was like this middle, um, this is our own story thing. And the audience was like, yeah, no, we didn't like the retelling. Why are you going this direction? You know? Um... So I I don't know I, I how do you you know I I read somewhere so how, how how do you think they would redeem themselves from these from these three yes that's very actually we discussed this first, last so, night so the first thing that you would do right off the bat fire J J Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy. and Kathleen Kennedy right off the bat okay fire get rid of both. get rid of the who two would of you, them who would you go for John Favreau John yep. he he in in the in the six episodes we've seen Here, so far here's the reason why. Outside of the six episodes. Okay. John Favreau is 
a believer in what he does, yeah. right? So um, let's step outside of the Star Wars universe for a moment yeah. and jump into the Marvel universe. Yeah. John Favreau is the guy who uh, I think he did he write or he directed. He directed the first Iron Man. Okay. Okay. I mean that alone. Yeah. Just that single standalone yeah. movie. The, here's a guy who believes the character yeah. that he's directing and is able to pull out of Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. What we now have as Iron Man. Yeah. I mean, he literally created that. Yeah. Right? Um, well, and so and, and so that's where his mindset is when he comes into something. And so the other side of that is that before, from what I've gathered, from, from what I've read, the interviews that I've read, he has been begging Disney since they were, since they were bought. Um, since they were, to they took this. over. They took over Star Wars. He's been begging them to do stuff because I think he might actually be a fan. Um, and if he's not a fan, he listens to the fans. Yeah. And not. And we're not talking about the. I'm not talking about the Uber nerd that's got all the collectible stuff. You know. Yeah. In his mom's basement, who's, uh, you know, who who hasn't seen the light of day in 40 years. You know. Um, I'm talking about the guys that. Um, enjoy the entertainment of the story. You know how much Star Wars paraphernalia I have? Not very much. You know how much of the story I can tell you? A good chunk. A very mm. good chunk. Because I like to hear the books and read them and 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 see where the yeah. story goes and see where this character that George Lucas created um, is going to go in the next... 30 years or 40 years. Yeah. You know what it is? Which is what the Legends of the Force I, did. They were all, and they were all, um, um, they were all uh, uh, in context with each other. Well, they all linked. Luke, they all light up. You know, the stories were continual. The The thing is, is, and this is something I've said before, this was actually an interview. Uh, somebody, one of the, one of the, uh, a famous science fiction actor, um, the guy who plays um, uh, Teal'c. Okay, yeah, uh, one of our favorites, actually. From uh, Stargate. I don't know if you've yeah. ever seen Stargate. Yeah. So the guy who plays Teal'c. Yeah. Christopher Judge. Christopher Judge. It was an interview with him where he talks about science fiction and what science fiction is to him. And essentially what he said is science fiction is an existential study into human nature. And it, it's it, it's asking the question, what makes humanity humanity? And I think... That it's a valid point. As we as we've as we've kind of attacked and chopped away at the Star Wars movies and even the Star Trek movies that have come out since J.J. Abrams has taken over, um, I think the thing that we've ultimately been chopping away at is J.J. Abrams. No, where? <laughs> well, no, we, we have, but where is the existential questions in this? Well, there and, are there are very clear existential questions in four, five, and six. And one, two, and three. Family. Yep. How how deep of a bond is family? How deep of a bond is your desire to preserve liberty? Yeah. I mean, it's science fiction yeah. and everything. But yeah, but these are those these how, are those base how questions. How important is, you know, and and of course they in Star Wars you have the whole issue of balance, right? Of maintaining balance, and so in the in the six movies, it's that. How far are you willing to go for something you believe in? Right. And in the case of the Jedi in 1, 2, and 3, they were willing to go so far in in terms of trying to regain balance that they died. They literally took, you know, Anakin, who, 
who ultimately who who they saw evil in. They saw the potential for the, their own destruction in, and they still trained. Him. And they still trained him because yeah. they were still interested in balance. Yeah, they were so concerned about what they believed in that they were willing to give everything up for it. Well, and then the other side of that too, of course, is the is that same existential question of family. You know, we don't know in four and five until about I think it's six, if I'm remembering correctly, that Luke and Leia are brother and sister. Yeah, Luke and right. Leia did actually Luke and Leia didn't know until Mark the Hamill end and of six. Mark Hamill and uh Carrie Fisher didn't know that that their characters were brother and sister until they started talking about episode six. There's actually a picture on the internet right now somewhere circling around where George Lucas <laughs> reveals to them, by the way, your characters are brother and sister, and they're like, Ugh. you know, they're just and, but, shocked but, on their faces. But my point remains the same is that you can, you or I didn't ever actually make the point. My point is, is that as soon as they find that out, there's this bond there, and you can see it in the movie, where they're family, mm-hmm. and, and, and we're now family. And one of the things that... Um, one of the things that I, that for me was the biggest slap in the face in these new movies is that that entire story arc was tossed, right? I mean, it was completely. Well, essentially, in this one, completely. Completely, just destroyed. Just gone. Um, uh, in, in the expanded universe, um, Luke has a, has a family. Leia and Han have a family. Mm-hmm. And they are always together. Mm-hmm. There is there's a number of different expanded universe or uh, Legends of the Force stories where they try and destroy that family unit, and the solos come out on top, or because or the Skywalkers come out on top, or the Skywalker solos come out on top because they are a family, they're a unit um, from across the universe, they're together and united, mm-hmm. and. And, you know, we start into seven and it's like, I, I think the biggest issue for me when it, when it comes to this, the Star Wars thing is that, you know, we see it in J.J. Abrams is of the star of the Star Trek. And then, in, of course, in Kathleen Kennedy and what she, you know, in some of the interviews that she said, but they are disconnected with, you know, they've been di- there. They are J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy are disconnected from the fans. They're disconnected from. You know, all of this other stuff, Kathleen Kennedy in an interview just recently said, well, we had to, you know, we had to write a story. We didn't have a bunch of source material, you know, we didn't have, you know, we didn't have a lot of comic books or or source material. And it's like, what about the 230 books that were written after episode six? And all of the comics that were written. And all the comics that were written, like, Mm -hmm. what are you talking about? There's no source material. And, you know, to me, so it's like you're missing this disconnect. Mm. So to answer the question that you answered, you asked earlier the the fix to this is fire Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams off of Star Star Wars altogether. Mm-hmm. Go somewhere else. Go make a TV show again, J.J. Yeah, you were really back good. to Lost. You were really good at making okay. Lost because that's kind of what it felt like. Yeah, were, what yeah. It, yeah. Honestly, movie, yeah, that's kind of like Lost. yeah. It did. Yeah, weird, yeah. weird Speaking story. Of Lost, odd plot They were lost. They yeah, were, they were yeah, lost. They very, were very so. lost. Go back to that, and then and then with John Favreau at the helm. You know, you very easily there are or, there are so many stories that they can pull from. You could just you know bite the bullet and let George Lucas come back. Has he offered? What do you mean? Has he offered? Didn't you watch those interviews with the guy who directed Solo? 
who the solo a Star Wars story? Yeah. George Lucas shows up on the set one day and he's like, "This is the best moment of my life." Seriously. Because I'm sitting there like, what should I do here? What should I do here? What should I do here? And George Lucas is like, oh, he would do this. Oh, he would do that. And then someone showed up. Don't don't listen to him. Don't talk to him. You have to leave. It's like, it's his story. He wrote the flipping thing, man. That's exactly, and that's exactly it. Yeah. And so that's that's what I would do. I would I would throw them out. I would reinstitute the Legends of the Force as canon. I would toss out everything after 2011 mm-hmm. that was written and make that the Legends of the Force. Goodbye with you. Mm. Um, and then I would take the director from Rogue One, the director from um, from the director, Solo. No, the director and writer from Rogue One. The director and writer. I, I was getting there. The director from Rogue One, the director from Solo, George Lucas, then the writer of... Uh, the, the writers from The Mandalorian, the writers from the original Legends of the Force books... Mm. Um, and the writer from Rogue One, put them all in a room and go, okay, build my universe. Build the universe. Where do we go from here? Write me six screenplays, starting with episode nine. No, starting with episode 10. I'm sorry, episode 10. Give me 10, 11, and 12. And then we're going to re-release seven, eight, and nine and throw these three movies out as a travesty. And and you know what's what's interesting is that in this one they they have a little clip where they where they go back in time, and they show young Luke and young Leia, and they have the technology now where they can where they can de-age people, right? Yep. And well, they did it, and that and, and it was and so, actually. Let and, me let me say that the saving grace of this movie, which there isn't any, but the CGI was pretty darn good. Yeah, it was. And the and the special effects were great. You know, from a yeah. I mean, let me let, we'll let we'll throw it a bone, a small one. But a bone. We're going to throw it the same bone that Episode 7 got. It had practical visual effects. Thank you. Yes. Continue your That saying. is not how you make a movie, by the way, guys. <laughs> That's how you make a lot of movies these That's days. That's how J.J. Abrams makes yes. apparently, apparently, you know, when you don't have a story or a plot or anything. Yeah. Seriously. So, you know, you have, you have these movies. You have these screenplays that you use. And the amount of TV shows you could do. I mean, after reading the reading that article about how they thought it was going to be like Marvel, have a TV show, and release movies every couple of years in between the TV show episodes. I mean, that agents agents story. of Shield. Yeah, what a great story! Well, I mean, what a great way to continue the story mm-hmm. and not have to tell each little part in a movie. Well, you have the ability to tell a bigger story that way. And and the Star Wars universe is massive. And what you could do is you could do two seasons and then release a movie. And you could have multiple you could have multiple shows going and multiple movies coming out. You could have a movie come out every year that's a different Star Wars story. I mean, there is there is at least 2000 years before episode 1 of Star Wars history. Yep. And there is at least a hundred years after Star Wars Episode Six of Star Wars story. You know what I want to see? I want to see a Darth Maul story. There and that's the, the Darth thing. the Darth Maul books. Mm. That was one of the things that people were really upset about the Phantom Menace, and I actually do agree with them on that one. Is that Maul's character was not Maul's character was not what Maul what Maul is capable of. But um, that's but that was what made. See, this mm. is the other thing is that this is what made. 
Obi-Wan so powerful was that he was able to harness the force in a way that he beat a superior opponent. Yep. That is that is there's a there's a thing that's going around right now about how Obi-Wan operates from the low ground. His first the first kill we see in Star Wars where he beats Darth Maul, he does it from the low ground. Yep. He goes from the low ground into the high ground to defeat his opponent. Yep. And he does that over and over and, and he does over it over again. and over and over again. And in the books he does it all the time. He is one of the most powerful Jedi ever. If not the most powerful. If and not the and most. even there there was even suggestion in the book Star Wars Episode 3 which is which is based on the screenplay. There was even suggestion that if him and Yoda had switched and he had gone and fought Palpatine, he would have beat Palpatine. Because of how powerful. Because of how his force See, this is the other thing is that in the in the original canon of the universe, they went out of their way to explain why your fighting style and your lightsaber and your force abilities, they're all connected. Mm-hmm. They're all connected to what makes the character the character. and Almost like the Trinity. Yep. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that, that is actually a good way of looking at it. Yeah. And those things play into what makes that person that person and so you know you have you have all these different characters that they're if you you know you can you can actually what's what's cool is that you can look at what color is their lightsaber what is their fighting style how do they act and you can go into the expanded universe the original expanded universe and you can say okay here are these criteria what is he oh he's a Guardian, or he's a, a peacemaker, or he's, or he's a, a warrior, or yeah. he's a warrior, or he's what, a protector. What color protector. lightsaber would you have? Ooh, you know, man, that's a that's an interesting yeah. question. And this this is actually something that I've that I've I've often thought. So about, why don't, why don't, that, let's break it down real quick. What are the colors? So you have you have obviously the the main ones. You have red, yeah, green, and blue. Those yeah. are the three kind of main colors. Um, red is just kind of like. Standard Sith, yeah. dark side. Dark. You use yeah. the dark side of the Force. Um, green is more of a. Um, you know what? I'm, I've got it. I'm pulling it up. Okay. Right now. Yeah, I'll pull it up because they are they're pretty specific. I do know. So, in the expanded universe, you also have yellow lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have purple lightsabers. You have a black lightsaber and a white lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Um, and each one of them, each color, is something specific. Um, and so there's two cores. First and foremost, there's two cores. Um, and this is uh, this came out because they they did all of this information with the game. Um, so there's a black core and there's a white core. Um, and so you have red, blue, yellow, green, orange, uh, uh, cyan, purple, magenta, and white. Are the uh, are the lightsaber colors okay? Um, and then of course the black core you have black red, uh, black blue, black yellow, black green, uh, sea black green. Ooh, that's a unique one. Black orange and black purple. Um, uh, and this is Star Wars: The Old Republic. Um, color list off of the colors, and then um, the lightsaber colors. 
uh, oh, this is not a breakdown. This is just a read off. So let me let me find an actual breakdown. This is the fun part of of the morning when we're on the air and we're talking and we're both looking up something yeah. frantically. So, um, well, why don't you? I mean, we we've we've spent most of the time talking about the Star Wars part, um, but you're on the show, so yeah. You you tell us. Um, uh, oh my gosh, Casey called me. Um, uh, why don't you tell us your take on um, on Star Wars? On Star Wars, yeah. Um, on the on the new movie, on any of the movies, like what? Well, you know. I mean, for me, I'm I'm just a guy that likes to just go see movies. I'm a, I'm a I'm one of the remember remember back in the day was it TNT? I, it's been so long since I've had cable. Remember the, the for guys who like guy movies. Oh yes 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 yes. yes. Oh, you're talking uh, FX? Yeah, yeah. Or, I don't or F- TNT? Or I think it, it was TNT. Spike. Was it Spike when first Spike first came out? Yeah, it's way back in the know. day. I don't know. I haven't watched TV in, in so I'm a, a long I'm time, like, so. like a Patriot, Gladiator. You know, man, man, man movies. Man yeah. movies. Unless you know, speaking like uh, Top Gun, the trailer too. Oh, that just it fires something up in me. You know, Mission Impossible's. Um, uh, 007, all oh, that new trailer. Oh gosh, yeah. That I I gotta Black say Widow I gotta say that was the best coming. part of last night yeah. for me was the trailers. Yeah, that trailer lineup first. Yes, the Star Wars movie was, was awesome. What was the first movie? What was it? The time something? Uh, it's T E N E T, tent. I think is what the T tin T E N T E. And then, and then, speaking T-E-N-E-T. of game role play movies or game role play, mm-hmm. Tenant, Tenant, uh, I think you saw this here. Yeah, the the one with uh, um, Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah, 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 that one looks so good. And that's that that is like <laughs> Free Jim. Yeah, it's called what's it called? Free Jim. Yeah, and oh, it, it so looks free guy. It, it is free guy. Free guy. Yeah. So it is what would be. If you were in a game, right? That's what I got from oh, it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so if you were a guy in a game, uh, that's going to be you. This is Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, coming yeah. To and, life. And, and that is literally oh, that, what it looks like, yeah. Is that a gun in your pocket? <laughs> no, it's or two. It's, it's two <laughs> guns in my pocket. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. But, um, you know, I don't know the the background on a lot of Star Wars things and all that stuff, so I'm I'm just there to uh, observe them mainly. So just as but, a, so then but, entertainment value, but without the without the deep yeah lore that yeah. we that we are yeah that we and, are into. It's just for me. I've never had time to um, really that's, sit down and, and dig into stuff like that. Or I probably would, uh, but I mean, all right. So I'm on the Wikipedia website here. Me too. Wikipedia. Uh, Wikipedia. Uh, and uh, it's uh, it just kind of breaks down. Um, we've got a little bit of history here. Some the mechanics of a lightsaber, uh, their cutting power, their resistance to minerals. Blah blah blah. But the variations, this is something interesting. Um, not so much the colors, mm-hmm. but the type of saber. So you have the Sith saber, 
The lightsabers wielded by members of the Sith. The designs of the Sith sabers depend on the user. You have a double-bladed lightsaber. That, of course, is the one that you saw yeah. in uh, ep- in episode one uh, that um, that uh, Darth, Maul. Uh, Darth Maul used. Yeah. Um, and then just a little bit of interesting story there in the Legends uh, universe, which is what was originally canon, but they threw out at in the takeover of 2011. Uh, Darth Maul actually didn't use a saber very often at all. Um, Wait, who? Darth Maul. Darth Maul used a lightsaber all the time. He used a double-bladed lightsaber. All the time. But there are a couple of times what made Darth Maul so powerful was a lot of the trainings that he did from Palpatine required him to not show the f- that he was a Force user. But he used his lightsaber all the time, though. When he was... When he was no, he wasn't. When he was allowed. He wasn't allowed to use the force. He wasn't. It wasn't that he wasn't allowed to use his lightsaber or the lightsaber. He in wasn't that allowed particular to use his story. Force. He wasn't allowed to use either. Oh no, I'm talking about in general. He was. He was limited on what he was allowed to use in the force. Right. Because he was more of like an assassin type yeah. character, and incre- and incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the hinge double bladed lightsaber, which I think we saw. That can fold in half, making it easier to store when not in use. I think we saw that in this one. Yeah. Where she did that little mm-hmm. drop-down thing. Uh, the double-bladed spinning lightsaber. Um, a blade on each hilt. However, the hilt is long. It's a long center uh, with a circular rim in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. And so you yeah. have it where it can spin around your hand, yep. just holding the holding the thing in the middle. A split lightsaber uh, consists of two separate lightsabers that join together to form a double-bladed so you can actually pull it apart and have two, or put it Ooh. together and have a have a single. Dual phase lightsaber is one that contains more than one focusing crystal, which is the inside of it, that allows it to extend its length. Um, and that is one of that is one of the cooler uh, lightsabers in the expanded universe. There is a character that uses one, um, and he shifts his handle, and the blade doubles in size. So it's it's kind of cool, and he uses it very very well. There's a couple of times where he's locked in combat, and the guy is within centimeters, and he just flips his handle and goes through the guy, and and uh, I mean th- these are all these things that we that we yeah. have. You know, this is why for those of us that are expanded or legends fans, yeah. this is why this was so so offensive to us. You know, in that regard, is because here we are. With um, with all of these stories and all of these cool things, yeah. you know, they have lightsaber whips um, that are, you know, a whip that's created out of a lights. You know, I mean, you, a broadsaber, a lightsaber that is a flat blade to resemble a, a traditional mm-hmm. sword, um, a uh, an energy axe that looks like a normal vibro axe. Um, a cross guard Ooh, is an a, energy axe. That, energy that's the axe. other thing is that they the the vibro blades, which is something you know since we kind of talked about Favreau. Favreau, yeah. One of the things that he did, um, if you've seen the Mandalorian at all, there's a scene in one of the in one of the in one of the episodes where uh, the main character, the Mandalorian, and one of the other Mandalorians are kind of struggling with each other. And they both pull their knives out, but neither of them are able to stab each other. And their blades get really close to each other, and they're shaking, and they're vibrating. And they're vibrating because they're, yeah. they're so it's yeah. a, it's a special kind of metal that is f- that the Mandalorians use. Yeah, there's there's two kinds of metal that can stop lightsabers. Yeah, there's the um, the 
what's it called? The Bastille? Uh, um, Baskar? Baskar, sorry. Baskar, which is the metal that they use to make his armor. Baskar. Yeah. That is, and that's mined from the solar system that Mandalore was, Mandalore is in. Hmm. Um, and then the other one is, um, well, I'd be all about that if I was yeah, a Jedi. Yeah. There's, there's another kind that the, the vibroblades are actually made out of and that can actually resist a lightsaber. And in some cases, if it's, if it's forged correctly, you can actually, um, interrupt the beam that's created from a lightsaber and it'll actually destroy the lightsaber. It's, it'll actually damage the lightsaber itself. There's actually a, in the expanded universe, there's a book where um, some young Jedi escape from the purge that happens in Episode Three, yeah, and they end up fighting. Uh, they end up fighting uh, Darth Vader when Darth Vader's going around cleaning up, hmm. um, and one of them has a vibro blade that's made that way, and they're going to destroy his lightsaber. He ends up, you know, defeating all of them because he's yeah. so, super powerful. But... So what's what becomes of Darth Vader's? Darth Vader's mask. Why is this thing still around? So that that was one of the biggest plot holes that I think I found in this. Yeah. Um, in the new movie, and we're going to ruin it some more for you, um, is that they go and they they visit a planet that the Death Star, parts of the Death Star landed it's, it's, on. They're on Endor. They're, they're on the they're, Force they're Moon. They're on the for- No, they're on Endor. They're not on the Force Moon. They're on Endor itself, I think. No, because I think in the original story, the Force... The reason it's a forest moon of Endor is because Endor is a gas giant. Oh, that's right. Okay, that makes sense. Well, I'm not 100% sure on that. Nonetheless, they, they're in the Endor system, and they're on a planet where the death, parts of the Death Star survive. Yeah, it, it actually looks like a good portion of and the Death Star. And it's a chunk of it, like and it's like, how is that even possible? That I mean, that is a... I, mean, I gotta say, that's a plot hole. Because the Death Star was obliterated. Yeah. I mean... I know yeah, this was a movie explosion. This wasn't no, no this and there's wasn't chunks. But no, come on, let's be clear. This was not a Halo One destroying of a Halo ring, where it breaks up into pieces. Where it breaks up into pieces, and a, and a good portion of it could survive. Um, and they've Halo has actually expanded on that, and there was actually a whole, uh, I think, a whole series, a whole mini series where they were living on where they, they were they were, they were on, on chunks a of chunk it. of the destroyed ring. Yeah. This is not a halo ring that survived all of it. That explosion blew up the whole... They blew up the core. Yeah, it vaporized everything. It Well, not everything, but it vaporized good port, enough of it that all that would have been left would have been little chunks. And, and when we say little chunks, we mean small Millennium Falcon ship-sized chunks. And most of them probably would have burned up returning into the... Turning oh, in, yeah. Going into the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There is no way that that size would have survived. Exactly. I mean, exactly. It, it is like a good, huge chunk of the Death Star. And how did Vader's helmet survive? Lord knows. We saw him burning on a pyre at the end of Episode Six. Mm-hmm. There's no way that his helmet would have survived so, that. So what they're saying is that Luke didn't dispose of the remains after he was done? Right? Right. Like... He he burns the you know the traditional Jedi thing where they burn the body or whatever, it's like and then he just leaves the helmet. You don't think he would have like buried the helmet in like a prominent place or something like that? I mean, it was his dad, and he did turn back to the light side of the Force. Exactly. So, if there was anything left of the helmet, 
Well, you know, that was there, a pretty hefty fire. There, there, well, there is a possibility the helmet would have survived because his armor was pretty intense. I That's mean, his, his entire yeah. suit is blaster yeah. proof. It's blaster what, proof. That is what, true. Where? What's the plot with it? Where are they going with it? Why is well, it I still think, around? I think the reason. Why are they, they going to go with the it reason, somewhere? No. Well, they're done. Okay, they're done. This is it. This is it. Episode nine is the last one. As far as what I've read, they're done. Okay, thank God. As they should be. So, well, and what's funny yeah. is that they don't—they <laughs> don't see it. It's like, well, because remember, they originally said they were going to make like nine movies. Yeah. They were going to do the—they were going to do six movies, or no, they were going to do—I I don't even remember how many they said they were going to do some yeah. ridiculous number of yeah. movies that they were going to make, and they're like, oh, we're just going to make the ones we made, and we're done now. We, we've got five yeah. movies, and we're done. But it's—it's be, it's like you—you. You, poo-pooed on the fans and then for someone like you you're looking for a good quality movie yeah and and let's let's step out of the star wars universe for a second let's set aside our our fandom i'll put aside my fandom i can still destroy this movie on cinematography well and this is what i'm saying because they didn't even have focus in the stupid movie and this is what i said about seven This Sorry. is what I said about episode seven. Was that <laughs> Let me tell you how I really yeah. feel. <laughs> you're, you're sitting there watching the story and you're like, where's the clear plot? And this is something that, that we talked about last night on the way yeah. home, was that when you're making a TV show, mm-hmm. you can have ten different plots in an episode. Because you have the entire series. You have the yeah, entire you season have, you have, exactly. or the entire series <clears throat> to, to uh, explain the story to mm-hmm. to to play it all out to let it play out mm-hmm. in a movie you don't have that even in a even in a trilogy movie you don't have the ability to have a million different plots you have to have you have of course the overarching plot mm-hmm. that is the universe and the main issue in the universe and it propels the story forward separate from the movie of course yeah um and you see that in a lot of different stuff, and you see it done very well, like in Lord of the Rings. Yes. It's done very well. That's in Lord exactly of the Rings. where I was thinking, um, which we talked about last time as what, well. Lord, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the how, Rings was done. But and so I'm talking about a different aspect. That of is how bad done. you know a movie is is when we can't actually continually talk about it because it was so bad. We talk about other movies that were good to try and make ourselves feel better. And so, well, and so the right? the, the story. <laughs> you look at the story in the Lord of the Rings. In the in the three movies that came out, and and obviously the movies were each book their own their own books. Yes. So they had a completion, but the main story continues. Frodo and Sam are still going to Mordor to destroy the ring, yeah. but in the first one they defeat uh, Lurts or Lurts. Yeah, Lurts. Yeah. In the second one they defeat Saruman. Saruman. Oh, mm-hmm. so, sorry. By the way, uh, spoiler alert for those of you who've never seen Lord of the Rings. Uh, I don't know what you rock never, you've been living they under. They destroy but... the ring. I'm so sorry. Darth Vader is Luke's dad. <laughs> Don't be hasty. He was in the movie, which was He cool. was in the movie. And he sounded exactly like himself. <laughs> which was really funny. Yeah. He had a bit part, though, which was... Which was eh. sad. Yeah, anyway, but in, a, in these movies in particular, it feels like... Let's have ten different plots and explore all of them and... Not tie any of them together. And not tie in... And... and and when we get to the end of the story, we're only going to deal with yeah. the one plot that was... Yeah. Kind of, it almost I, seemed like a subplot. 
Uh, yeah, I was like, is there going to be 10 more movies from this thing? Is that where you're going with this? Well, is that they, why this thing's so scattered? Well, exactly. Well, And it was slow. Yeah. It was slow. I mean, the movie was just... I leaned over to Nick at one point. I don't know if you heard me. I'm like, can this go any slower? I mean, well, okay. we're just dragging how, how, what was the run? What was the run time? Uh, two hours and something. Two twenty probably. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, 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 gonna kind of go a little bit farther with this. So let's say it was two hours and thirty minute runtime. Okay. Yeah. Two hours and twenty one minutes. Okay. Two hours twenty one minute runtime. So, wait, what did you say? Two twenty. Look at this guy. Ninja skills over here, man. <laughs> two hours and twenty minutes. How long is a regular TV episode? Forty five minutes. Uh, yeah. Forty minutes. So three. Three episodes. So episode so episode seven, episode eight, and episode nine mm-hmm. were essentially a season. So we just saw season one of Star of JJ Abrams' version of Star Wars. Do you want to see another season of JJ Abrams? Do you understand Abrams, what I'm Star saying Wars? though? Because I don't and it was cancelled and it's now been cancelled after season one. That's wow, that's a valid that's, point. Oh, that's deep. And so, and so, this is this is the thing: is that it's like, are you telling, are you are you doing a TV show, or are you giving us a movie? I, you know, I felt like that was a TV show, honestly. That's, that's it's it's like it would be like watching a TV show with a budget of a movie. I think Ooh. that this movie Cats that's coming out is going to be better than this movie. <laughs> and I've seen the previews of that, and, and it has a twenty percent rating. And it right has now. a twenty percent rating right now. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. Uh. Um, but you know, it's. The only the only movie the only other movie that I felt the way that I felt about this this series even close to the oh. series was the second Hobbit movie. And the only reason I felt that way about the second Hobbit movie was because they didn't kill Smog at the end of the second Hobbit movie. Mm. They should have defeated Smog at the second mm-hmm. at the end of the second Hobbit movie instead of doing it at the beginning of the third Hob- the third Hobbit movie because the second Hobbit movie was a great story. It was what science fiction is supposed to do. It was an existential question about the human condition. Indeed. He has a serious greed issue. Mm-hmm. And it, which, which movie are we talking about? Uh, Hobbit. Oh, The Hobbit. Yes, I'm sorry. And, you know, he has a serious issue yeah. that he is introduced to. He's, he's exposed to it. The, the issue is, made, is revealed to him. He sees the issue. And then in, in the third in the third movie, in the third Hobbit, he ultimately has to come to terms with yeah. it. Which is what these stories are supposed to be. You're supposed to be showing this existential question and kind of trying to provide a solution for it. It might not be the best solution, but you're you're providing a solution for it. You're, you're creating, you're, you're showing an issue and you're showing a way to, res, to resolve the issue. And you're showing what can happen if you don't resolve the issue. And I, I thought they were great movies, but the it just it, it needed that ending point, and that's why I felt about these ones. What it was like the the completion in each movie, the completion was so lame. Yeah, it was so inconsistent. I mean, episode eight, it's like I think it could have ended about ten times before it actually ended, and and this one, yeah, it. Ended and then ended and then ended and then finally it ended and it was like, do you, 
We don't need the ending from four, five, and six. Yeah. Okay. It ended when Leia died. That was it. That's where it could have ended. Oh, you ruined it. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Best acting of her entire career, laying un- <laughs> laying underneath that sheet. <laughs> Just a, a side note there. I, I so, do want to say. I do want to say one more thing. My favorite part of the movie. I had, I had the, two. The credits rolling at the I had two, end. I had two favorite parts of the movie. <laughs> okay. My first favorite part of the movie was that intro moment. The intro. Well, of course. Because it's so epic in the theater when you get Just that the, intro. Just it's that. It's that intro song and the. And then the, the scrolling and then the scrolling thing. And then from the star field, they pan down. Yeah. Into the. It's, it's that, that is classic Star Wars. It is classic Star Wars. And then, of course, the end where it just. Whoop. And it's the credits. Yep. Yep. Two, two favorite parts of the movie. Only thing that was. The only thing in the entire movie. That was that actually was, Star Wars. That was actually Star Wars. <laughs> so. Uh, let me read a. Let me read that. I'm on. I'm on IMDb right now. Um, and oh gosh, the, uh, here we go. IMDb is at the the current rating is six point seven stars for the movie. Six point six point seven. So this is a five out of ten. Um, and the title it says feels like damage control appeasement than someone's actual vision. This will come down in history as a perfect example how not to handle a trilogy. Movie just introduces introduces absurd absurd reveals out of nowhere and expects audiences to roll with it. That results with the ending, which should have emotional payoff, but it feels so unearned. Whole trilogy is a mess, seriously. Half of the plot points here should have been revealed in episode 8. Skip the cinema and just wait for it to drop into a streaming website. (laughs) Um, I was going to say that. I was actually going to suggest don't waste your money. Just wait until someone else gets it out. And just download it yeah, for free. Yeah, exactly. So the other, the other, the other. Uh, so then, this is the two sides of this spectrum: is people that are attached. They obviously have an investment in in Star Wars, the mm-hmm. universe, the entertainment of it. Then this idiot who says disregard. They rated their rating was seven out of ten, and their title is disregard all one out of ten reviews. Giving a movie one out of ten means there is absolutely nothing slightly positive about it, which is a complete lie. No, it wasn't perfect, but if you just sit back and watch rather than spending the two hours nitpicking you, uh, the flaws, you will feel it was a movie nowhere near as bad as people want you to think it is. It still baffles me how Star Wars fans are so determined to let the world know that they hate it so much. If someone reviews movies with only one out of ten or ten out of ten, that says all you need to know about them. He didn't actually say anything about the movie. He's just dissing the reviewer. So, so according to him, two out of ten. Right, because the beginning and end were good. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then they, and then this other review, I will which say I'm though, actually not going to read. I, I will say though that one thing that really felt like it was missed, and Disney should have done this as soon as they bought Fox. Oh, it yeah. just doesn't feel like Star Wars unless it's Fox, 20th Century Fox, and then Lucasfilms. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That is true. Like when you watch the original ones, it's like. And then it does the George Lucas theme, and then it's like, yeah, and yeah. you're like, ah, oh, this is just awesome. This is the way it's supposed yeah. to be. So um, that we're we're cranking on a long show this yeah, morning. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a good here, what, hour and a half. It's a good oh, bit. Yeah, hour it's 45. a good bit. But we did promise that we would read the night before Christmas. Oh, gosh, okay, correctly, cool. correctly, right, correctly. So let's do this. Why don't you pull up if you can pull it up on your phone. I uh, pull up the night before uh, the the poem 
by by Clark uh, Clement Clarkmore. And Nick, why don't you uh, why don't you you want to pull it up as well? And I think what we'll do I just have the book. is we'll read. Um, I'll read the first the night before Christmas. The night before Christmas, I and I'll up read the, the first part before Christmas. Oh, that's a different poem. <laughs> um, a good one too. I actually enjoyed that movie thoroughly. Um, did you ever see the night before Christmas? The night before Christmas. Yes, I did. I actually many times. Yeah, as as have I, and I enjoy it. Um, right. I've got I've got the book. Okay, from, uh, so I'm going to start the it. Book. I'm going to start it off and uh, read the first four lines of the first poem. Okay, um, and then uh, oh. and then uh, why don't you guys jump in on the next one, and we'll we'll just alternate the chunks all the okay. way down. Uh, read it in whatever voice you feel like reading it in. <laughs> Um, okay. so this should be awkward, um, cause I might drop into a little bit of that Southern, um, okay, go and replace words. So, okay, go. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled snug in their beds with visions of sugar plums danced in their heads and mama in her and her chair kerchief kerchief (laughs) and I in my caps had just settled out of brains for a long winter nap when that on the roof out on the lawn there arose such a clatter I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window, I flew like a flash. Tore open the shutters and threw back the sash. The moon was the breast of the new fallen snow. Gave to, gave to the, the luster of midday the objects below. When what to my wandering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. But a miniature sleigh... And eight tiny reindeer with a little old driver, so living quick. I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. <laughs> More rapid than eagles? <laughs> His corsets, they came? Corsairs. Corsets. Corsairs. Oh, corsairs. It's not corsets. I totally read that wrong. Oh, my gosh. He whistled and shouted and called them by name. <laughs> uh, uh, um, uh, <laughs> golly. Uh, now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As I dry, dry leaves, <laughs> that was a note. While hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up on the stop, the coursers, they they flew. With the sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas, too. Good grief, I can't. And 
And then <laughs> a, a twin, Colin, <coughs> I heard on the roof the prancing and prawn of a little hoof. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I got, I got, I lost my place. I'm so sorry. Uh, a little, a little hoof. Yes. And then in a twinkling, I heard on the roof, the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my hand and was turning around down the chimney, St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back and he looked like a peddler. He just opened his sack. Just opened this pack. <laughs> it's a sack, sack of toys. Sack, sack pack. It's a sack pack. His eyes, how they twinkled. His dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses. His nose, like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn like a bow. And the beard of his chin was white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke it circled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. Yeah. He was chubby and plump and right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink in his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. And he spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all his stockings, then turned with a jerk. And laying his finger aside of his nose, he gave a nod and up the chimney he rose. Don't be hasty. <laughs> <laughs> he sprang to his sleigh and to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, Merry Christmas, y'all, and to y'all, good night. Yeah. <laughs> Eric apparently can do voices, which is fantastic. Uh, was not expecting that. that was um, good. I, I was sitting over here crying. That was fantastic. That was good stuff. Um, you do a person who can't read really well. Yeah, really, yeah. Yeah. really well. That was good. That was that. that was that legitimate? Or is it? <laughs> You're not supposed to ask. No, so I know that you can read. I know that you can. Yeah, I can. I can read a little. <laughs> a little. Yeah, yeah, a little. Yeah, just a wee bit. Um, well, uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Yes. Um, thanks for joining Merry us on Christmas. this fun Christmas. Christmas. Yes. What? Uh, what? Oh, go ahead. I go guess ahead. Uh, you guys been talking about heights. What we got going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? We didn't mention that. Thank yeah. you. Um. So uh, Christmas uh, is on a Wednesday this year. Tuesday at the Heights, we've got uh, five services um, that uh, that are going to be from starting at one o'clock every hour and a half, um, mm-hmm. all the way till seven o'clock. There's yep. there's five of them total. Um, I was there. Uh, Nick and I actually were there yesterday, um, getting things set up yep. and and everything. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty spectacular this year. Yeah, it's good. The uh, the service itself is is really really unique. Um, it's not the normal um, village that they have yeah. set up for the heights um, for Christmas, but it's it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. There's We're still going to have the animals like there. Petting, and, yeah, out there. Um, out the, little, the little the uh, little the Bethlehem petting zoo and and the manger and mm-hmm. um, uh, 
photo photo booth to take family, you know, photos mm-hmm. with your family. And is it a photo booth or a Udo booth? Yeah, that was a weirdness yeah. there. So and the the stage presence is going to be yeah in the sanctuary. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you I know how if we, if you ever been to the heights, for you, but no. it's going to be pretty awesome. If you've ever been to heights for Christmas, you know how they do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this year, this year, I'm going to say it's up a notch. That's um, good. I had actually had a couple of people ask me, "What about is it going to be that dancing guy again?" And I was like, "No, no, that was good. It was unique, but but it's not like yeah. they like they did last year. We had a they had a professional." Uh, um, like an interpretive dance for Christmas, which was, mm-hmm. it was cool. It was actually really cool. And it told a really great story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it told the story of Jesus and, <laughs> and why Jesus uh, came to earth, you know, and, the, yeah. and that story. But um, it was a little bit on the art side, uh, yeah. the overly artsy side. I yes. said, I would say is the best, the yes. best way to put that. Um, but this year, this year is, uh, this year is going to be pretty cool. They're, Good. they're doing some, uh Yeah. So we set up the stage. They get the center stage this year again. And uh, Nick, what awesome. are you guys doing it's over there? It's going to be pretty good. Uh, we got a couple of things. We got a uh, the Christmas the children's church. And this Christmas is the play. Potter's House. Yeah, right? the yeah, Potter's yeah. House. So the Potter's House the is the children's doing Christmas play, on and that's Sunday on night. Sunday night. Yeah, and actually, oh, um, Sunday night. Uh, our our uh, the the pastor who's it, the pastor. It is a little is a little convoluted um, in who does what because we have a big fellowship, and so. Different people are in different positions, but I guess you could call him the head pastor. I think would be the right way to say it. But he mentioned on Wednesday that they're gonna we're gonna be doing some Christmas stuff in the Sunday morning service. So my guess is they'll probably do like a reading of the Christmas story mm-hmm. and some different things. We'll probably have some. Uh, we have we have a couple choirs in the church, so we might have a choir singer or something like that. On that Sunday seems morning. to be the the the. So it, it'll be hopefully you get phase one on Sunday morning. That'd it'll be it'll be awesome. pretty cool, or at least part of phase one. That that happens a lot. There's a couple the leaders of one of the choirs is really actually both of them are really good at singing, but um, and then on Wednesday they have a play called Christmas on the Air, um, which is I've, I've seen a little bit of it, and the the yeah. music is pretty good. Um, the, the, on Wednesday, on Christmas, on Christmas night. Yep. Christmas night. What yep. time? On Christmas night, seven thirty. Yep. So, so oh, I might try and make that one. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. My dad's actually going to be in it. Is so. he? Yeah. yeah it's, oh, uh, wow. it's, it's kind of like a, like a live, live action radio show where they're like, you know, like an old school radio show where they're all standing there with the mics where they did the radio show on stage. So they yeah. broadcast it out. You, ever seen you have those? a live audience. Yeah, I have seen those. Um, yeah. I think. I think uh, they. If you've yeah, ever seen those, it's called Radio Theater. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's oh, wow. that's where Radio Theater came from. Okay, was originally and they would do it on stage, and, and you, you have, have the, the table of you have the all choir, the and, and you have all the props, the and they're doing all the stuff live on the air. So it, be it'll fun. be cool. It'll be kind of a, kind of a cool little story. Yeah. So that's on Wednesday. Yep. So. So that's what's coming. We are Pod Bros with our guest Eric Duncan Thank here in you. the studio today. Um, a production of Sound Bros Productions. Production. Productions. <laughs> I was saying Esquire for a while, and, and Nick didn't like it. So. I, I didn't. I really yeah. didn't. Theodore, Ted Theodore Logan and Bill S. Preston. Esquire. So ridiculous. <laughs> speaking, of, you know, speaking of movies, since we're we've been talking about movies the whole time, we're way over our time, yeah. so I don't really yeah, care at this point. We're. Um, uh, they're coming out with a third Bill and Ted, starring Keanu Reeves and the and the other guy. I don't know cool. the other guy's name, but they're coming out with a third one. How That's, how ridiculous is that? 
I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm a Keanu Reeves fan, and I love those movies. They're so dumb. But uh, anyway, so um, this has been Pod Bros. Uh, We hope that today you learned something uh, because... If you're not learning, you're dying. You're dying. And uh, stay stay alive, alive and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Hanukkah. Yuletide. Festivus. Festivus.